Hello everyone, welcome back to Off The Record. Today we're gonna talk to Tilo Bono. He's the founder and CEO of Piabo PR. It is not about just the vanity, right? It's really about understanding that you contribute to the business value of your company. Piabo PR is the leading public relations uh, firm when it comes to technology communication. So the big Silicon Valley companies are their clients and um, they're representing them uh, over here in Europe. And um, yeah, if you are into technology communication, you cannot get around this one man. Um, and we're going to talk about uh, what, how branding works, what's different between um, communications uh, in the United States versus Europe. We're going to talk about blockchain, uh, about personal branding, about his book. Have fun with it. Let's start right now and let's go. Welcome back to Off the Record, the podcast for the creative community. Uh, today with Tilo Bono from Piabo Public Relations. Piabo is yeah, Europe's or the world's biggest technology communications firm. I would say, yeah, please correct me if I'm wrong. And um, we're super excited to have you here today. And um, what we're going to talk about is mostly um, about how to build a personal brand, how to do storytelling. We're going to talk about your book um, and about all the other things um, that are yeah, relevant in the communications uh, sector, which is a often neglected uh, part of, of yeah, communication um, and um, Yeah, happy to have you here, uh, Tilo. What's up? Thank you, Philip. Really pleasure to be here. Thank you yeah. for inviting me. So um, I remember we met the first time, I think, 2011 or 2012 at Pioneers Festival in Vienna, if I if I remember correctly. And um, since then, a lot of things have happened. Uh, I, I've known a lot of people who've been working uh, with you or um, not just you know with you, some, some people also for you. And um, your um, communications firm has developed into yeah the clear uh, yeah big dog in in the industry. Uh, can you tell me how um, did that happen along the way, and um, how was the journey over the last 10 years, and um, what is the what has been the secret sauce of your um, your growth basically? I would say. As I started Piabo, it was our clear goal to focus on all things digital innovation and technology. And I think the decision was one of the major key drivers of our success, that we are really dig deep into one industry. And as you already said, we met at a tech conference at a, at a festival. And I think when you have a focus, then it's clear on which kind of conferences you go, which kind of people do you need to know, what kind of networks you have to um, tap in. And I think only if you have a focus and know what your goal is, then you can be also that successful if you just do randomly everyone. And if tomorrow comes a, whatever furniture producer and uh, uh, the next week comes someone who produces whatever um, flowers, let's say, mm. then um, that's totally different industries. These kind of business models work totally different. So you can never be a real expert and i think um that's what also then um comes in with the second factor where i think one is having the clear focus the other one also delivering the best product in the market in the sector right that because you know the industry so well the business models the right people you know how these um, the products the, the services work you know who to call to to reach out with understand how this entire industry works where people have to be um to get uh, the recognition and the attention that they deserve. So really delivering the best product and the best uh, results for your clients. And then, of course, um, I think the third point is that when you are know the industry very well and have a great product, that then in the end of the day, um, it's important to really also help building community and be part of the community. And uh, as you might know, I'm... Uh, invested um, personally also giving back um, as a business angel invested in many venture capital funds around the world so really being part of the community bring the community together help wherever you can we do a lot of mentoring working with accelerators incubators even um, and mostly with, with with founders then also who are not even could afford uh, afford working with us but but giving first 
um, before they then maybe a couple of years later um, become um, our clients. And I think that's uh, fantastic that really this industry works here uh, like in circles and, and um, that these kind of mechanisms and um, networks uh, function that well. And um, I think all these things together brought us uh, where we are today and we are very proud of that and um, what me fascinates me personally is that of course um, even after now 15 years uh, with Piabo you think you have seen everything and heard everything and every year it feels a new technology comes up and I mean 10 years ago, nobody talked about blockchain, right? Or mm. five years ago, nobody talked about green tech um, mm. or things like that, right? There's always new um, endeavors, new um, industries, new um, technologies that uh, see the light of the day. And that is really fascinating and drives us. Mm. Um, interesting. <clears throat> I would like to tap into that second point you were talking about, delivering the best product. I mean, in, in some uh, industries, you can really like determine the quality of a product easily as a as a as a user i would say so if a hammer you know is hard and hits nails and the other one breaks you know it's pretty easy to say like okay this one is good and this one is not i i believe in a, in a communications firm it's a little bit more complex a little bit more hard to you know less tangible <clears throat> what are the how do you build yourself as a product you know do you have do you <clears throat> like software teams you know do you have like um sprints where you start building out specific expertise or um where you say like okay you know we see the you know as an example yeah green tech is, is is becoming much bigger we need a green tech team we have to hire five experts in green tech uh with an existing network in the communities or so is this um is this the way you work or how do you create like this product superiority first of all there are four columns of services. Um, the first bucket is really all things related to media relations, public relations, that includes things like corporate communication, product communication, personal branding, crisis communication, storytelling, things like that. Then the second bucket is all things um, digital communication, as you can imagine, um, uh, not uh, only now where there are not so many events happen, uh, but digital visibility um, is also important. People are asking, what can I do with my LinkedIn uh, profile? How can I um, up my game on TikTok? Will it make sense mm -hmm. for your product? Or um, what about Instagram and other channels? So the entire digital communication uh, strategy. Then, of course, uh, very important, bucket also content marketing when it comes to case studies white paper survey podcast um, uh, things like that so um, of course that integrates um, a lot with the column one and column um, two and then of course also influencer relations right and mm -hmm. influencer relations i doesn't only mean the influencers that we all know on, on instagram that have whatever one million followers and uh, introduce us to new hotels i'm talking about influencers people who have influence in the industry, but not journalists, right? More like mm -hmm. key opinion leaders. Mm -hmm. What about policymakers? What about um, people from industry organizations? What about people from our business environment with a certain reach, mm -hmm. right? And I think um, these four um, are sort of the basic um, um, columns. And um, when it comes to actually measuring also the success, I mean, I think often there's a mistake made that you just count um the publications, right, and pieces of coverage. Say, oh, this year we had 10, and next year we were 20, and the year after we won 30, right? And then you say, oh, check, check, check. But mm -hmm. I think when you do it professionally and really want to make an impact, then it depends much more what kind of quality it is, right? And mm -hmm. we have seen many times that, um, just for example, just two weeks ago, we had an article in Finance Forward in the, in the specialized fintech um, outlet. Mm -hmm. And after this article in a very niche where no means it matters how many people it read, mm -hmm. but it's the right people. They received right people read, yeah. four, um, four high-quality investor leads out of this one article, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So it's not about um, uh, the reach. It is not about um, the amount of, of coverage. And I think this is also something that I say, focus more on quality and focus more on the share of voice because I think it's much more interesting to understand also how much coverage overall is there for your topic and for the entire industry But because then you can better also justify it, okay, how much percentage from this cake we have, right? Mm -hmm. And when there are only, let's say, 50 pieces of coverage about the entire topic in the entire industry, then having a goal of I want 80 
is maybe not realistic, right? But mm -hmm. if you, let's say your competitors have within this 50 coverage, um, your whatever, let's say three competitors, um, one has 20, the other one has 20, and um, when five and you have five, the chance to gain from five to 10 is maybe uh, realistic, right? Mm -hmm. So I think there are many factors that come in. And of course, you can also measure at equivalence value and many other um, things. But I think it's important and to talk about because everyone has with communication also different goals. One maybe wants to focus on attracts um, the attention from investors. The other one mm -hmm. uses this because they have issues with employer branding. Another one says, I want to shrink my sales cycles, right? Or mm -hmm. um, just get more attention um, uh, within customers. Um, there are many reasons to do communication and I just recommend to be a bit um, more careful what you actually your KPIs are and what actually makes sense to drive your business forward. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, we, we at Charitech, we have <clears throat> hundreds of companies using, using our platform and um, uh, small companies and big companies and we, and, and we can see, you know, they have like With, with what they do, they have different goals. Yeah, the smaller companies usually for them it's all about the revenue. You know that everything they do, you know, the main KPI is like: does it bring sales? Does it bring revenue? Does it bring, you know, something else? And the, the bigger the companies get, the less an actual tangible goal is relevant. In from 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 what we can see, at least. Um, <clears throat> so, for example, if you have a you have a big uh, I don't know brewery or so, and they they what they do is they they spend 15, 15, 20K on, a, on content production with us. And um, it's for them, it's not that important, you know, how, how much money does this 20K actually make? You know, it's, it's you know, other things are important to them. <laughs> so how do, how do you, how do you um, deal with those different types of goals of companies? You know, how do you sure. understand which goal, you know, is the right one for each of your clients with different, sure. different sure. types of clients? I mean, first of all, of course, we discuss this with our clients, but most importantly, it's clear that every company is in different phases and in different growth stage, right? When I work with a startup that nobody knows, I start with a blank sheet of paper, then obviously this is something where um, uh, different tactics are needed. Then, as you uh, mentioned, when I'm working um, for a big corporate and we have some Mittelstand and, and um, corporate clients that we're helping with, topics like digital transformation, um, connecting them with the startup and tech um, industry or launching your products um, for them. Obviously, you don't have to uh, tell anybody um, who they are and what they do. Mm -hmm. Here, it's more about the right strategy, the right um, uh, media, the right um, storytelling. And when you are younger and just starting, it's a bit more, yeah, creating also noise, being a bit more um, aggressive, being a bit more loud um, also here. And it doesn't mean that, that not, this isn't a strategy um, as well, but it's different kind of um, the tactics, right? And maybe the young company is more focused on getting into the startup and tech press because they want the attention of investors versus um, a big corporate. Um, uh, they say, oh, we're launching on your product uh, for us. just um, important to get as much reach as uh, possible because it's not about that more people know that we exist. It's more about that they are understanding about the benefit of the certain uh, uh, product, right? So I think every brand is different. Every company is a different stage. And that's why it's so important to work here also with uh, professionals together that they can take you by the hand and say, okay, you want to achieve this goal? Here's my strategy. This is what I would um, recommend to you and not just uh, spray and pray. Mm -hmm. Okay, so <clears throat> goal development, basically, you, 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 um, you really go into their, um, into their branch, you know, you try to understand their business model. You, you also tell them um, when you think the, the goal they're having is wrong. Absolutely. I mean, the thing that I one big differentiator to many other agencies in the market that we are super, super um, result-driven and entrepreneurial minds and really have this growth mindset towards the client and say, how can we actually help you to achieve your goals? And we are super, super clear what doesn't work. And I think others uh, that just from their philosophy see themselves more like service provider, they say, oh, yeah, thank you. Of course, we do that. No problem at all. Mm -hmm. And we say, I think we, and we just not say no, right? We also give them a strategy that we, of course, would then uh, recommend. But it's very, very important to us to work as a partner, to work as um, a partner on eye level 
and ha that we not f have to fear, oh my God, if we sell, tell them the truth or we tell them that's actually a waste of time and a waste of money, do that, they fire us or they don't, mm -hmm. don't want to work with us anymore. We say, so be it, right? Mm -hmm. If they don't have this understanding, this cultural understanding mm -hmm. that's all about the goal and achieving results, then they're also not the right um, fit for us. And mm -hmm. um, we have to be honest in that case. And by the way, even um, uh, with, with the Silicon Valley clients, right, often they think, hey, we've been on the cover of Forbes and we're so successful and we have a unicorn here from DS and everybody should love us and it should be easy game, right, to just translate the press release and send it out. And we often say, no, that's not going to happen. That is not how it works um, uh, here in Germany. And you have not just to translate, you have to culturally adapt and you have mm -hmm. to really understand um, about certain aspects and how storytelling and journalists work here, mm -hmm. etc. And if you're not accepting this um then it's yeah again waste of time waste of money and then yeah it doesn't make sense mm -hmm. to work with us and mm -hmm. that's sometimes a hard learning curve and sometimes there are, of course then also some some tough uh, discussions but then in the end of the day it works right when they say okay try it <laughs> your way and then after six months i see oh actually it worked so i don't know how you did it but mm -hmm. <laughs> do it um, also in the future that's why i think that's also then you see The retention from our clients are way above um, industry um, standard. Usually when you have a, say, average um, American client that stays with you one, maybe two years, right? We have clients like, for example, Evernote uh, since 10 years, right? Mm. And they worked for the start with 10 agencies in Europe. Now they're working just with us. And it, it shows us what I mean with quality and having the best product in the market, that um, there is a lot of choose um Uh, behind it in our systems, in our models, that it works um, uh, quite well, um, how we position ourselves and how we work. And it's sometimes tough. And um, and uh, some other agency colleagues, when I talk with them, say, I don't know how you do that because, I mean, we have this problem or these issues. But it's a lot about in our DNA and our culture. Mm -hmm. And I think it helps that we are born digital and coming with the DNA of the industry too. Does it also help that actually your clients basically work that way in their day-to-day -day. so most i mean most of the, the 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 tech community is, is pretty much result driven because first of all it's so easy to understand or much easier to understand results in, in a digital environment um <clears throat> but also in the startup world it's you know the moment you start your company or the moment you think starting about a uh, think about starting a company um it, it, it starts with feedback cycles uh pivoting you know, adapting your idea and so on and so on. So um, does this come from this, um, the, the general environment maybe? And this is, is this maybe a little unfair advantage you have towards like people working in fashion or, you know, somewhere else? Yeah, I would say it takes two to, to dance tango, right? I mean, of course, they are also tech companies who just say, hey, uh, my way or the highway, right? I mean, say, um, I don't care. That's what I want. And that's my goals. Just do it. And we say that's not um, how it works, right? We are really passionate about what we do. Um, we want to achieve the results that you deserve. And um, let's talk about the tactic and the strategy. Um, but just saying, send out the press release. And, and, and also, of course, there are a lot of misperception how communication often works, right? I mean, I have founders that come to us um, and say, yeah, the journalists should be thankful that we have such great content for them. I said, oh, my God. Darling, uh, that's not how it works, it's right? Uh, <laughs> I mean, but this is the, like the point, right? There are a lot of, I mean, you know, you know, uh, Philip, you know, also many founders, right? They are very, very self-confident and say, why not everyone loves me? And why not everyone <laughs> writes about me? And why don't I have to say, they don't understand the, the, the tactics, the mechanisms, uh, the storytelling um, aspects um, uh, behind it. And I think here it needs patience and persistence. Patience in one that it takes time to build a brand and it takes time um, to get things stays. It depends also a lot about how the company is positioned, how they are seen in the market, things like that, things that we have often no influence in. But the other, other hand, also persistence, like a little bit like sales, right? Trying different angles, trying different stories, mm. calling again, calling again, sending emails again. And uh, this comes then together. And that's why, for example, also here differentiated to many other agencies, We don't take on project work, right? I have every day in my inbox um, founders and companies and, and they support me. Oh, we have a finance round. Can you send out a press release, please? Or we just have this product clause. Can you help us? We say, no, no, and no, because we want mm -hmm. to work long-term with our clients and partners um, together. 
we need we know that it takes time if you're not willing to at least spend six months um, to really build a great strategy and really make it work and then also receive the results that you deserve then find someone else go to one of the under 100 agencies that are um, mm. exist you will always find someone who takes your money um, that's not a problem but With our high-quality um, standards and approaches, that's not what we stand for. And either you do it right or you do you go to mm -hmm. someone else. And this is, I think, a position that we earned over over um, the year that also the market knows that when you would like to work with Piabo, you you can expect um, high quality, you can expect um, results, but it's also uh, um, is what is needed is commitment uh, from your side, right? And um, it's not about um, a one-head wonder or one-eyed stand. It's more like a long-term relationship, at least in business. I wanted to tap in at something to, you said before, like a couple of minutes ago. Um, you know, big big US companies, Silicon Valley companies coming to Europe saying like, hey, do this, do that. And you tell them it's, it's different over here. What's, what's the difference in the, in the work with journalists and the communication work, uh, United States versus Europe or say Germany? I think we could make a podcast only about that. <laughs> so many. I mean, first of all, a very simple example that I think everyone even people who are not in, in PR understands this, the way storytelling in the US works, and when you read a press release, you can easily uh, compare that, um, is very much often in the US um, kind of overselling, right? Mm -hmm. When you read the words like, it's awesome, it's amazing, it's world-changing, we are the market leader, um, we are top of whatever. I mean, World's it's really like... Cheeseburger. Yeah, I mean, it is really like, you would say in, in, in Germany, you simply would call it marketing or advertising, yeah. right? I could never, ever send out a press release or a text or pitch a journalist, these kind of, they would, they would just laugh at me and say, Tila, really, honestly, and it would go directly to trash, right? So here in Germany, um, it's much more about facts, about figures. Journalists would ask you, where's the proof point? Where, why why are you the market leader what how what, what is the comparison mm. things like that right um and uh, they're much much critic they would ask you also tough questions about uh, whatever privacy and data uh, security things like that right and, and sometimes i have so accompanied so many interviews also in the us when i sit there that sometimes it feels like the founder and the journalist are best friends but they seen each other just for the first mm. or second time i said wow guys i mean uh, unbelievable and i have i had several uh, big big ceos coming from the from the us to germany but very self-confident and say attilo i don't need media training and uh, this i i know i have been done that and that and that and then i seen them with the german journalists in the room and they're really getting as small as you can because the journalists kind of it feels for them they're like attacking them right and mm -hmm. saying why you didn't fix this bug and why you have so bad reviews on that and mm -hmm. um, what is your opinion about data privacy and you have been criticized for that um, what is your answer on that so it's really really tough for them which is for us here quite quite normal and then after this first interview often say oh Tilo, maybe we should talk and talk about a wording or messaging mm -hmm. and or do a media training first it seems to be a bit different here not sometimes you have to make this experience to understand right yeah, yeah, when you sure. just explain it to them it's like ah yeah i understand but let's do it anyway right and i think in general um here in germany we often feel maybe it's the second point that, that's a clear differentiator often when people think about pr they think about press releases and i often mm -hmm. i have founders here and ceos that say yeah okay we, you want x amount of money how many press releases are included i think oh my mm -hmm. god uh, old old school right so, uh, mm -hmm. it's not about the amount of press releases right it's it's really an end of about results and if i get the results because of sending them an email or a newsletter or um, on a whatsapp or a twitter message um uh, you shouldn't care right but um when even big companies in the us maybe sending let's say three press releases per year in germany it would be more like 30 press releases right mm -hmm. yes a big uh, how you say that brain fuck that PR works only with press releases, right? And you know, this is more the old thinking, traditional thinking. And of course, um, maybe one um, other differentiator um, is that um, in the US, we see much more things like news checking, right? That they're, they're also 
um, um, producing content in more in real time to actual debates in the society mm -hmm. and being part of also these kind of um, uh, discussions. Here in Germany, everything is very structured. Every, every mm -hmm. Everything is very planned and you know already what in three months uh, uh, will happen. In the US, they're a bit more go with the flow also on top of it and, and also being part of, of uh, de debates in the society. I think it's important that because it's also our mission that we want to connect all this new happenings, the new technologies, these new things that change all our lives with the societies and take the, uh, the society um, alongside with us and, and educate them and, and to make them understand what's going on and why these things change their life. I think that's super, super important. But um, yeah, in corporate Germany, often uh, it's more like, okay, we want a press release and then our legal department is associated and this department and there and here and this and Then it's then it's already three three weeks gone and say oh my god uh, it's not relevant anymore right like mm. forget it right so and, mm. but it's often that's funny also when we are in, in in situations where we present ourselves our ideas to corporates they say Tilo we would love to work with you in Piabo but you're just five years um, ahead we are not we have not the, the infrastructure also even mm. internally uh, to handle that and say okay then let's talk in five years. <laughs> Okay, but what is how how do how can a like an old school brand like build this type of infrastructure or what what do you think what is the setup a marketing or a communications department or like a CEO or like a C level um, would need or to build to work successfully with you? I think definitely just I think um, the mindset that communication in the year twenty twenty one as we speak is different than even five years ago. Or ten, yeah. We don't even have to go back 20 or 30 years ago mm -hmm. as I um, started uh, my career 20 years ago. Um, uh, but it is definitely fundamentally changed. It changes literally um, every year when it comes to tools on channels, uh, but fundamentally from the structure and how you do it maybe every five years, right? And mm -hmm. um, also... Piabo, now we are existing, uh, we are in our 15th year. Um, I mean, in the end of the day, also we have changed and we have adapted new models. We had developed new products, used new software and technology. I mean, now, for example, um, we're using a lot of tools where we can um, uh, measure much better, where we can, via AI, identify who are the really the right persons to talk to. And, um, we can say exactly who has written about what in the last, let's say, six months that we can, a little bit like the Amazon logic, people who are interested in this topic should also uh, interested be in that um, uh, topic. We use a lot of data-driven um, uh, systems, things like that. So that's all it makes uh, the way we work very different, right? New channels. I mean, 10 years ago, podcast was not so relevant at, at it is in these days where literally everyone has a podcast now. So I think um, it is important to understand there is change and there should be at least um, the, the willingness to say, hey, there is change and we want to be Piabo as our partner for this mm -hmm. change. And it doesn't mean we have to change everything from one day to another, but step by step um, going in the right direction and modernize and um, bringing also digitize the PR and bringing it to a new level. And just little things like being more um, real time, being more using more software and technology to support the process, to think about about new forms of storytelling, new channels, about connecting content more um, with each other and things like that. And there and also thinking about different needs, right? Maybe 10 years ago, employer branding wasn't that important because there wasn't enough um, uh, labor out there. Um, today, um, everyone is looking for the best talents. It's very hard to find good people. It's now becoming much more relevant, right? And how do you can can use your content, your ideas also for be building a great um, employer brand, right? And, and But it comes also to connecting the departments more now, also marketing and communication goes more um, hand in hand as, as way before. Uh, one example here, there's still a lot of companies where the PR department doesn't know on, on which keywords the SEO search engine optimization department optimizes, but who produces all the content, who mm. can give you the backlinks from the big um, uh, media, right? It's the PR, um, uh, the PR department. So they should talk to each other. Just little examples mm -hmm. where you see things are different and you have to think differently. And I think that's then also a differentiator if you're working with more like an old school PR firm or someone who's state of the art and, um, uh, also adapts quickly to new 
um, development. Do you also sometimes then advise them about staffing or like structuring their in their units internally? I mean, if you, I, I think it's a sometimes maybe a little bit of a stretch, um, you know, telling a a, a, a client uh, what to do internally. But if you see it's necessary, so like, hey, you know, you have to get rid of this guy, and you know, you have to put in that guy um, uh, because it's much better to work with them. What do you think mm -hmm. about it? Do you, are you this honest with them or? Yeah, I mean, we, we, we are honest. I mean, of course, uh, we are, but we're also sensible at the same time, right? I mean, often, so we had recently a case with a with a Swiss company that expanded to Germany and they had one lady um, in-house and they said, oh, good that you have someone because often then you have the problem that they then just have the country manager and then he's the bottleneck and he doesn't understand much about PR. Mm -hmm. And they told us, yeah, she can do everything. She's great in writing. She's good in pitching. And she's like a multi-talent. And actually, um, uh, you don't even have to do much. He, she's really a metal war. And then we talked to her and she was really nice. And so, but then we figured out, okay, what she, what he understands in good writing are marketing texts. There's nothing to do um, with, with PR and it's something that we can't even mm -hmm. use. Um, so we have to write, it's actually double work because we have mm -hmm. to rewrite every um, let's mm -hmm. say press release, for example, right? And when it comes to pitching, it's more like selling, right? Where it's like, oh, when you would talk with, oh, that way with journalists, that maybe mm -hmm. <laughs> um, uh, not so good. So, I mean, long story short, she was a nice lady and, 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 and uh, we made clear She's nice and for as a project manager, totally fine. But please do not let her produce um, uh, then, then the content. It was totally fine. There was enough other things to do she could do and she loved to do. Um, but we talked very open about it and say, hey, that's, that's how it should work. And um, when we give them our recommendation. And even, by the way, within Europe, right, as I talked about the Swiss company, Of course, in Switzerland, they've been heroes because there are not so many media, right? And if there's mm -hmm. a company successful, you easily make it to the media. But if a Swiss company comes to Germany, that doesn't count, right? Mm -hmm. If you're famous in your local village or in your, in your, in your country, I mean, here, this is a different game here. You can't say, mm -hmm. yeah, but here I've been on the front cover of my local newspaper. I said, yes, fine, but that's fine. But it's you're, yeah. you're here in a different environment and nobody knows you and you have to build things from the scratch. And, It's always quite funny what 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 uh, sometimes companies and brands think their perception is and how the market should react and what reality um, actually is. And but again, I mean that's what we're here for, right? Uh, we help them, we take them by the hand, we explain how things work. But this is very important that you also then listen and, and follow the advice because it's what you pay for in the end of the day also. And um, then we make it together successful because. The, our intrinsic motivation is, of course, we want to work long time with you. We want, like with Evernote, working the next 10 years uh, with you. And um, that's our uh, motivation. So you wouldn't recommend you anything that doesn't work or is not in your, your favor because our interest is to build a great long-term partnership. Yeah. Do you want fast access to the best creatives for your campaigns? Find the perfect talent from a curated community of professionals and industry newcomers at Cherry Deck. The process is simple. Create an account, submit a brief, wait for applications, and get a shortlist of the best talent. Explore more at cherrydeck.com. Um, let's talk about something that is... Um That is, that is also a key topic of yours, which is personal branding. Uh, so uh, for me personally, the first time I got in touch with personal branding was back in the day when I've worked for Protonet, um, uh, for Ali Yelvi, um, a, a company basically producing um, yeah, uh, personal cloud computers. Yeah? So cloud computing for everyone. Um, so long, long time ago, 10 years, it almost feels like 100 Uh, in this in this industry, and um, and and their personal branding was the, the the first time I I got in really like contact with that actually building um, yourself up in media can help your business. 
Yeah. Um, you did it well, Philip. By the way, I remember you being really like a like a yeah superstar here in the startup. It, so. it, it was it was. I mean, I mean, also I'm, everyone in the in the company. You know, for, for I, it was it was a thankful topic to be to be honest. It was about data security, data privacy, and uh, shortly before this all this NSA um uh scandals broke up and obviously in germany as a as a data privacy savvy uh nation um this was a, a big thing how how does how does this um how does that work being a personal brand or what what our what or what can i do not just as a as a startup founder but maybe i mean a lot of our people in our community are for, for example photographers um, a lot of um, marketing managers using our products maybe want to build a personal brand in marketing. How how do they? How do you start from scratch? Yeah, I think um, it's first of all very important to be um, to find um, the right um, uh, positioning for yourself. What do you want uh, to be known for? What do you stand for? Right. This is where it all begins because often we all have many talents. I would also say um, I'm not just a great PR guy. I um, also have experience in venture capital investing. I do many other things uh, good. But people, of course, know me as the uh, tech PR guy, right? And even if I like it or not, it is my, my positioning. And when someone in a boardroom says, oh, by the way, we should uh, getting uh, more whatever attention and we need better PR, that's called Tilo, right? This is um, what... A good personal brand uh, let's end at the end of the day stands for that people mm -hmm. recognize you with a certain topic right and um, in your case as you mentioned your cloud business right it was then the the the, pri the, the private cloud uh, guy or whatever right so i think it's important to find first of all your positioning and be clear about what you want to stand for and even as you mentioned photographers i mean there are feels like millions of photographers out there but even there you know there are some heroes and superstars because they are known for a certain style for a certain way of doing things um, and, and others are um, not known and just random and therefore also can't charge um, uh, higher prices because if you know oh he's the best um, photographer for car commercials for example right mm -hmm. that's a clear positioning right um, or this is the best um um, uh, photographer for portrait, um, photographer for business portraits or whatever, right? So there, there might be then just uh, three, four, five others that are known, but not hundreds, right? And I think even as a photographer, I say, but I can also uh, photograph nice flowers and I'm also good in architecture and I'm also good in whatever travel photographer. Yeah, that's nice, but it's better to be the best hotel, known as the best hotel photographer, and whenever there's open, there's a hotel opening um, in in the world, um, you being called rather than being just a random dude that um, uh, you know also then can't charge um, that much money. That is the first point. The second point is of course. Um, so first of all, yeah, being clear. The second is credibility, right? You need to build your credibility, and the credibility means that. It's not good then to say one day the one thing and the other day way um, the other thing. You have to um, think about um, um, what is really uh, what I stand for, what are my messages, and how can I build uh, the credibility um, for myself. That means which channels um, I'm using, where is my target group, um, where I also personally feel comfortable with. Am I my guy that's good on camera, right? Maybe you choose YouTube. If I'm good in writing, maybe I start a Medium blog. If I'm good in taking pictures, maybe Instagram is the right uh, platform. But building your network and building your channels and building your um, um, credible um, environment. And then point three is consistency, right? It's consistency. It's not doing one day a lot and then three months silence, it's about consistency. It's about the same messages, the same clear structure, um, the same um, um, uh, things that you want to to, to tell uh, a clear, reliable part. It's like with podcasts, right? A lot of people who started podcasting did two or three um, episodes, and then, oh, it's too, too, whatever. I have not enough read listeners or um, I have not time anymore, etc. You have to build it in a constant way. And Then point four, um, uh, the most important part is continuity. Yeah, because often people give up too quickly. 
right? And and um, uh, they're doing things and um, then, oh, no, I want to do something else or I close this channel and then I open another one. Continuity is here absolutely clear. So if you remember this four Cs, so um, clarity about what you want to do, credibility, consistency, and continuity, you're almost halfway there. Yeah, this is mm -hmm. very, very impo important. And I think what we can learn is from great personal brands, Elon Musk, Steve Jobs, Jeff Bezos, like say business celebrities, right? Um, it is not about just the vanity, right? That, you, that, that uh, It's really about understanding that you contribute to the business value of your company, mm. right? And that you are, and especially in the day, these days, we talked about employer branding. People in a generation where it's a lot about values and purpose, etc., They want to know who are who is your leader, right? And who do you work for? But also investors want to know who's the guy in the, the, the top management I'm investing in. Um, but also clients want to know. Of course, I buy rather a, a, a better product from a visionary where I find, oh, this guy thinks right and this goes in the right direction rather than some wallflower, let's say it that way. Yeah. Mm. You've recently um, published a book called Light Your Fire, um, where you talk about power of personal branding. So um, it's also basically uh, around this topic. How did you, um, when you were working in tech communications, why did why do you why are you publishing a book? It's of course also as ebook available, <laughs> <laughs> so it's not just physical; it's also digital. Okay. But I felt that, especially here in Europe, we have really to, to keep up with um, what we see works um, in the U.S. It's, it really it breaks my heart when I see so many talented founders, entrepreneurs, companies that are producing amazing products and have amazing technology, amazing, um, but nobody knows them. And I hate this term, hidden champion, right? Mm -hmm. I mean... Are you proud of uh, about being hidden, right? Uh, this is mm. really something that I never understood this kind of um, uh, concept should be public champions. It should be champions that we are all proud about. And no, and I think there is right now, a, and especially now also with, 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 with the post-COVID era, a huge shift, um, a mind shift, a mind transfer towards I um, need to be visible I need to uh, spread the word. I need to be um, 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 heard and seen because, mm -hmm. you know, brands are in these days exchangeable, right? There are good mm -hmm. brands everywhere in the world, right? That's, that's, I mean, quite easy, right? But a good brand, and when you stand for something, can, of course, charge much higher prices. And a good brand doesn't need to be sold It will be bought, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I think it's it's um, important to understand that also the trust in, for example, made in Germany, made in Europe, right? Trust is not an event. It's a process. Mm -hmm. So we need good communication. We need to take our communities and our um, potential employees, clients, investors alongside um, uh, with, that, uh, with us. And um, it is so important that we understand how powerful, and it doesn't say that you need to do, become a business celebrity, right? I don't mm -hmm. say that. But I say in the communities, mm -hmm. in the publications, in the channels that are relevant for your success of your company, you need to be visible. Only if you're visible, you will be also getting approached and people want to work with you, etc. right? And mm -hmm. uh, this is really, really mission critical. And... Um, um, it's really a fight for the best um, um, uh, communication um, also of the quality of a product, right? And um, it's not about ego to say that again, right? It's about mm -hmm. the right messages, about the right value, and it's about the value contribution towards your um, um, uh, company. And I can only win trust of my investors, of, of potential employees, about potential clients, uh, when I'm visible and people listen um, to me. And again, in a world where also quality, not just products, are is more and more exchangeable. There are a lot of good products in, in a certain category there. Especially there, it's important um, to spice it up with a great um, brand. And 
build content that sparks curiosity and good content um, builds connections and mm -hmm. connections build trust and trust drives revenue. Mm -hmm. Because people turn to your, your product and service. Let's, uh, let's go away from, um, from, from branding and communication. Let's uh, talk about, um, you know, something that is basically at the core of your, of your doing um, or of your, of your, your job, your firm, uh, which is innovation. So the, the companies that turn to you, I mean, you say you also have a German Mittelstand um, uh, where it's about digital transformation, but um, a lot of your companies are innovative. Uh, I would like to know what is what are you how do you see like um, the future? What do you think is is going to happen in the future? And um, what is your currently what are your favorite you know the, the hot picks uh, of Piabo at the moment? <laughs> um, you're talking about the future of PR, the future of general you know, tech like or the, innovation. Yeah, industry? yeah, future of innovation. You know what what is going to happen in the world? I mean, obviously, there's thousands of 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 people having a say in this and everybody is like, you know, it's just like German Bundestrainer, you know, people, some people say robots will take over. Some people don't, but uh, let's hear it from an expert. Yeah. I would say what we see is clearly that um, of course, every industry becomes heavily disrupted and digitalized. There's no industry or no area where I see that technology, new software, new approaches that are connected to technology doesn't play a role. Right. So this, I think uh, needs to be first understood that, um, every company needs to face this, that there will be technologies and is robots or software or whatever will um, disrupt more and more uh, what they are doing. And by the way, also in communication, I mean, there are software already where you can write text, right? I mean, we can give them a briefing and then they're writing you in social media post or a blog article that's already there, right? And I think... Um, when mm -hmm. you look at, at certain industries that are also Germany is, is, um, and Europe is known for, let's say, automotive industry, for example, when you look go into a factory there, you basically only see robots anymore. Of course, they're running some people around and think of the robots doing mm -hmm. a good job. But this kind of hybrid between man and machine, I think that's definitely something that is um, uh, that, that doesn't go away, right? And even also in businesses like mm -hmm. Uh, consulting businesses like tax advisory, legal, etc. There are already tools and AI in place that, mm -hmm. um, um, for example, I just talked with a legal firm that said we are trying right now um, AI software that is like negotiating, right? Um, and because they have no emotions, they can actually say this is my goal, and you can negotiate with the other party on a on a on a very unemotional, just factual um, basis. They can automatically read um, uh, the contract and make suggestions that maybe have you considered these points, etc. So you take the emotion out of, of legal um, uh, uh, legal fights, right? Or when you look at uh, when, when you look at um, tax advisors, right? They have now software where where the analysts, all the, the bills, the invoice can say, oh, okay, this is this, this is that, uh, that how it works, that how it belongs um, uh, together, can even point you towards mistakes, etc. So um, I feel there is um, tremendous wind of change. But but look at the, the health industry, right? Also fantastic what happens there, even before Corona, that now you have um, what Bjorn von Siemens is working right now, the connected um, operation um, room where the the where the the, the surgery uh, surgery uh, the doctor has all informations um, together and it will be analyzed what does the, your actual heart rate and your blood pressure and uh, together with all the other um, um, mm -hmm. analysis uh, that are made because you know this kind of operation halts they are just giant data collecting machines right you have mm -hmm. all these um, um, analytics your pulse and everything And there are AI technology that can analyze and say, actually, be careful, but because we see here a pattern there and they can compare it with the other 1,000 patients that they had before and can make based suggestions that it's really likely that in the next 10 minutes this happens or he gets uh, whatever, his, hair, his heart stands still or whatever, right? So um, that really saves literally um, the lives. And when you see in all industries that here um, technology um, contributes to really fundamental changes. I mean, 
the entire notary system in Germany actually could be digitalized with blockchain, right? Mm. No, I mean, the, the existence but notaries don't notary, want that, obviously. But notary system is, is a, I think, a perfect example where you mm. say, this, what is a notary about for? It's about, it's not nothing, nothing else than a blockchain, right? Mm. You're looking in there, you, you, you found a company, then you make a change, and you get maybe a new managing director, you get an investment round, one block by another, right? Mm. And you can look at the, you can go to the register and can exactly blockchain-like see what happens yeah. and it can't be um, changed. That is the perfect example where um, for GovTech, right, government technology, mm -hmm. where an entire industry could be vanished, literally mm -hmm. vanished. Maybe you need them for certain, maybe for uh, to prove if this, Small country, if this or... um, whether this, this person really exists or things like that. But even that, you know, with, with, with Postident or with, with ID Now companies like that, they already can scan your face and see, make some moves, etc. Mm -hmm. That they mm -hmm. uh, can check your your um, your your passport, things like that. So actually, there's an entire industry that today could be just managed. Uh, but I mean, it will at least not happen in the next five to 10 years. I'm, I'm, I'm very sure about that because there are lobby groups, etc. But if we think what technology Also the notaries are the ones that have to approve of this probably. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, but <laughs> what I want to say is, um, yeah, but also um, especially in the legal system, that's often very factual, right? The, the laws are clear, the contracts are clear. You could easily with AI, 50% of, of all the fights, you could say, actually, the thing is clear, right? We can make an emotional debate of it or just look at the facts. This is what the law says. This is what your contract says. Case closed, yeah? Mm. And um, uh, there are technologies um, um, around there, but we all know everyone wants to save the, their ass and, and their job. That will not gonna happen, right? Mm. Uh, in the near future, at least. Mm. And that, that, that's sad because it would, of course, save a lot of money for, for, for the people, it would make things more efficient, could uh, do much more things digital. And I mean, alone, I was yesterday one hour at the notary because they, then they read me the entire contract. So yeah. That's just waste of time. And then when I see the bill for that, I think, wow, I want to have your hourly rate. Yeah, that's it. That's, 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 that's crazy. And I think when you ask me, this is one of the biggest um, and uh, things, the, the entire government sector, the entire health sector, but also when it comes to automotive mobility, um, etc. And, and when you see that blockchain topics that are, nobody talked 10 years about uh, blockchain, how quickly completely new technologies and industries um, 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 helping to find new use for machines. Uh, look at the company like ZK Systems in, in, in Berlin, right? They're helping to utilize based on blockchain um, machines and services um, better and so on and so on. It's really, for me, totally fascinating. That's why I love my job because helping to communicate it, help them to, to find the right channels and to build the right content, etc. That's really a very fulfilling um, job to be on the forefront of technology. Um, I think uh, this could be a good closing um Uh, sector. Uh, so in um, you've been talking about blockchain a lot uh, on, on Thursday. So in, in three days from this recording, uh, we're hosting a little webinar about NFTs. Um, so uh, because obviously in the creative scene, it has a big has been a big um, yeah a big thing. Made a splash, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, for everybody who doesn't know what that is, listening to it right now, it's basically uh, you can. Uh, It's a it's a huge hype about selling digital art, uh, and with the blockchain being able to prove that this is you know the one and only original of say like a photo or a digital uh, a graphic or something. Um, how how big? I mean, you are you also um, a, a lover of of nice things? I know. Um, how how big do you think will be the NF the the impact of this NFT hype on the art world? It will be literally disrupting because I think many um, have not even started thinking about it and using it in, in the right way. I mean, I'm waiting for the first complete virtual uh, gallerist uh, who um, only represents artists who are 100% um, um, NFT-based. And I think alone when you think what kind of new business models can uh, come out there because 
as some of you maybe might know, it's not just about that you get the proof, as you correctly said, about the art. It's about also deciding as an artist the first time what is actually the business model behind it, right? Mm -hmm. And do I get with every sold of the of the of, of the, the painting of the, the, the picture, um, uh, the artist can participate. So there are completely new ways of uh, making money and new business models that are um, possible. And um, where you then also have the ability to do one piece of art, selling parts of it, right? And not just the entire uh, piece, things like that. There are so many ways of playing this game that here um, uh, we will see definitely um, uh, a disruption. I'm waiting for the first consultants and galleries that really going all in and, and helping um, um, artists to really make um, the most out of it. And by the way, here also the topics that we talked today about building trust, um, building a brand is here more important than ever, right? Because when everything is digital, how do you build your brand as an artist um, uh, too? How can you uh, leverage on that? Um, how should you position yourself? How can people trust you that this NFT that you do is really Uh, the one that you're talking about and is reliable and it makes mm. is, 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 is sustainable in, in, in the value, things like that. And to all artists, I can just say, uh, when you think about uh, personal branding, Dieter Bohlen here in Germany is not the best singer, but it's maybe the most famous one. Tesla is not the best car, but it's the most um, yeah asked for or desired um, car. Apple doesn't build the best uh, smartphones, but it's clearly the best um, uh, brand. And uh, even Donald Trump was, of course, not the best president. <laughs> But uh, obviously, um, yeah, uh, look at his reach and look at his, his um, impact um, uh, it made. So it's, it's quite interesting that you doesn't have to be the best. Um, um, it is about um, sales competence and mm. how you sell yourself, how you market yourself. And I know, especially for artists and many people here in, in Europe, it sounds a bit, oh, my God, I don't want to be a band. I'm not Coca-Cola, etc., But that is not what it is about. If you want to be successful in the future, you have to understand um, um, how you can authentic um, uh, build your brand and uh, really position yourself. Because with all these new um, possibilities that NFTs brings as a new business model, being a brand, it only works when you're a brand, right? I mean, if nobody knows you and you put something on your website and nobody sees it, I mean, right? How should it work? And you, you can't just let wait or hope that your your work will speak for themselves because in most cases it can't speak, right? I mean, of course, if you have a very creative approach and build something very creative, maybe that goes viral, fine. But honestly, how often does it happen, right? I mean, let's yeah. be honest, right? So um, I think um, uh, building a brand, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're an artist, whoever you are, It makes sense uh, for you, and um, um, I think it's not um, super difficult, and um, everyone can start it and can doing it, and then you can also participate and profit from new developments like NFT. I'm very bullish about it, and um, uh, but I mean we are here very at the beginning, right? Mm. Uh, that, that, that's clear. But when you see companies that uh, do NFT soccer cards like Sorare in in in, in Paris, right? Um, that are valued already as, as unicorn, um, as NFT company, you see where it goes and you see with other personal branding experts like a Gary Vaynerchuk, right? And now his conference that he's launching, selling NFT um, tokens or, or mm -hmm. the, the entry tickets for his conference mm -hmm. um, as NFT. Um, so that's really fascinating. It already starts and I can I would recommend What you can at least do with inform it. yourself yeah. about. I think this was a really um, is a good statement because it actually accounts for like all of the uh, things we've been uh, talking about, uh, which is like being curious, you know, start doing, start promoting. And by the way, branding. even if you don't, even if you don't uh, believe in, in in personal branding, saying, oh no, imagine even for your dating life, it's important, right? Because you know, there's a new study <laughs> coming out that 63% of people date googling your name before they're dating you, so it can have effect also on your dating life. So think twice if you don't want. Actually, <laughs> actually, yeah, actually, it's true. And then when you have a, you build your personal brand, you can. It's not open to other people's interpretation who you are. Absolutely, because of course your competition, um, uh, they will also um, shape your brand. They will. That whatever spread gossip or false uh, things, you should not others let uh, have control about your reputation. You should take it in your own hand. And absolutely.
Thilo, it was great having you here today. We're um, pretty much at one hour and um, I would like to thank everyone uh, for listening. We will have all of the information in the show notes. Um, you can listen to um, the podcast on all the yeah, big podcast uh, platforms and uh, Thilo, wishing you a great day. Uh, hope you gonna have a good day in, to, in your office. It's Tuesday. Thanks for having me. 10 a.m. now. It was a pleasure. Yeah, and um, talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.